13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. It's the Fun Kids Science Weekly. Now, uh, a favourite guest of the show, Christopher Lloyd, uh, he is back on. He's got a brilliant new book out. Uh, it's the Britannica all-new children's encyclopedia. Uh, so much to cover with this new book because it really does try and uncover some true secrets that are out there. Christopher, hello. Hello, Dan. Nice to see you. Nice, nice to be chatting again. Now, uh, an encyclopedia, by by its nature, is a big bit of work to undertake. Where do you start yeah, no. when you're putting this together? When you're trying to cobble together so many bits of information, how do you how do you begin to begin? Well, you know, that's a brilliant question, isn't it? And of course, people are used to the old idea of an encyclopedia as being something where you go and look information up. And um, this one we've done in partnership with Britannica, uh, the all-new children's encyclopedia. They haven't actually produced an encyclopedia for children since 1984, would you believe it? And and even the adult sort of big 26-volume A to Z Encyclopedia Britannica, they stopped printing that in 2012 because, you know, we live in a different age now, of course, and people look things up online. And so the idea of going to a bookshelf to look something up is is kind of not something you would expect from, you know, in the modern world so much. So what does that mean for an encyclopedia? So we've thought really hard about this, and we think there's a very important role to play for encyclopedias in the future. You need to go somewhere where you can trust the information. If you go online, you don't know who's written it. Um, but of course, you can look things up online, but is it written in a way that's suitable for that particular age? And then what other interruptions are there going to be? Is it going to social media or an advert or is it something that pop up there and there and everywhere? Can you focus your mind on that information? So there's a whole range of reasons why putting an encyclopedia together in print is, we think, a really you know, important thing for young people and parents and grandparents even today. How do you do it, as you've asked, is another huge question. So what we haven't done is we haven't gone to the traditional method of doing an A to Z because we've called this encyclopedia the Britannica All New Children's Encyclopedia What We Know and What We Don't. And that gives a clue as to how we're kind of nudging the idea. The encyclopedia is a guide on a journey of your own curiosity. It's not somewhere where you go to find all the answers because guess what? A lot of the most amazing questions still nobody knows the answers to what we know and what we don't and in fact down the line we're planning on a new title the Britannica Encyclopedia of the Unknown because the questions that don't have answers are just as interesting if not more interesting than the questions that do so we have populated this um 
encyclopedia with eight chapters where you start at the beginning of time in the universe you go to the planet earth matter life and then the second four chapters are about the arrival of humans and then ancient history modern history and into the present day so it's designed as a journey through time through curiosity when all information connects together and you can find anything you might be interested in and it provides you with an introduction with really visual graphics with lists of amazing things that have happened with profiles of experts who are working on working out things that we don't know uh, and amazing facts about things that we do know and together you know it, it it's a sort of way of introducing people to the interconnectedness of reality which is something that in the old days when you just split things up into a to z you never really got a true flavor of i'm so happy that that's the way you've uh, formatted the book i mean eight chapters covering billions of years of history and what, what you've just said <laughs> yeah. i've been uh, I've been doing this this science show now for for a few years, and I've always thought that what we don't know is much more exciting than what we do know. So, just if yeah. you can, just give us a little hint of of some amazing things that we don't know the answers to just yet. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And we call these things known unknowns. So, um, for example, the first chapter about space, the first spread, I'm looking at it now, actually, is about the Big Bang. And um, it, it introduces the whole topic. There's a big graphic of how the universe has expanded over uh, billions of years, uh, what happened at the Big Bang, what the evidence is that the universe began with the Big Bang. Um, but there's this uh, section called Known Unknown. Let me just read this paragraph to you. Why is there more matter than antimatter in the universe? The opposite of matter, stuff, is antimatter. When matter and antimatter collide, they are both destroyed, leaving only energy. Scientists think these were created in equal quantities in the Big Bang. So why didn't antimatter cancel out the matter that made the universe and everything in it scientists still don't know the answer and you know that's something that happened you know at the beginning of time and if it had happened which it should have happened we wouldn't be here at all i wouldn't be on the show i wouldn't be able to publish a book we wouldn't have a question we didn't know the answer to because we wouldn't be able to ask the question and it all goes back to this mystery as to why there's more matter, which then clumps together into stars and galaxies and planets and, and, and books and everything else. I mean, what could be a more fundamental thing that we just don't know the answer to than that? That's almost the most uh, amazing known unknown, isn't it? There, there, that there's this thing that doesn't exist, but does exist. Really oh, I, mean, I, I tell you, we, we could go for hours on this. Now, listen, I think yeah. when you publish an encyclopedia or when i'm presented with an encyclopedia now i might be thinking well kind of what's the point you know yeah. i've got the internet at my fingertips why do you think right encyclopedias are still so amazing for, for gathering facts and gathering information in a better way than the internet could be oh there's a whole lot of reasons i mean one is printed books are a different experience to looking on a screen um, partly because you can pick them up, because you can leave through them. You have the serendipity that you get from reading a newspaper as opposed to a news feed. Things you're looking for that just leap out of the page, that grab you, your attention and take you on a new journey. And they make a connection in your brain, which you didn't expect to connect. You know, and that's the way our brains thrive, actually. They thrive on the unexpected connection. And, and when that happens, your brain releases a little bit of joy, a bit of dopamine, a, a little rush, and you go, wow, I never knew that. Or sometimes you make a connection and you laugh, 
And that's how jokes are made. You know, they're word plays, they're puns, they're unexpected connections. And it's difficult online if you decide you're looking for something. It's less likely you're going to get an unexpected connection because you're already decided what you're looking for. And it's true also on an A to Z format of an encyclopedia. I'm going to look for, you know, see what a, a, a giraffe is or where they live. You go to G and you look up giraffe. Um, you might see something before or after the giraffe entry, but it will definitely have to begin with a G. Uh, in this case, you can just dip in and out of this book and go on an adventure, a bit like the old Mr. Ben TV show that I used to love when I was small. He'd go in the dressing room and he'd dress up as a sort of, you know, ancient uh, medieval warrior and he'd go out of the other door and suddenly he was in another world and then he would come back again and, and have another adventure. And I, I think of this encyclopedia a bit like that. I think it's a natural way for the brain to explore that curiosity we're born with in, in, a, in an environment that's safe, that's that it, really beautifully illustrated and designed and accessible you know and i think for all those reasons i would encourage not just children but parents grandparents teachers to just take a little bit of time to take a book like this off the shelf sit in a chair and and just wander with it through the real world which is more amazing than anything you can make up uh, and for all those reasons i think you know the time of the encyclopedia is is all around us we just need to think of it in a slightly different way now, having a physical encyclopedia might be a completely new experience to many uh, people listening to the show. Uh, have you got any tips on, on how to use it well so that we do maximise what we're getting out of it? Can you, can you just briefly show us how to be a good fact finder? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you always want to... This is the other thing about nonfiction for children, which I think I'm so passionate about, is that the one thing it can do is it really can help us educate ourselves into our critical thinking skills and you know today we're saturated with news and information that's un unchecked that's got some kind of motive behind it or agenda whether it's advertising or propaganda or whatever and we need our young people to look skeptically at everything and come up with their own individual judgments because that's really the only way of discerning truth you have to chisel away at it it isn't just a simple fact that something's true or false Things that we think are true today may turn out to be false and because new evidence will have emerged or things that we think are false may turn out to be true. And the only way those things happen is through meticulous research and by having an open mind and being willing to look around the corner and see things differently. And I think that's what this book can do. But also that's the approach you need to have when you use this book to your question is who is the expert? behind this page um, well actually you know we we tell you their names and where they're from and at the end of every chapter there's an opportunity to meet the experts and it, and it tells you how they've spent their whole lives working out you know the answers to why certain fish glow in the dark at the bottom of the sea or or, or you know um you know looking at some of the most microscopic creatures in the world and and what their life cycles are like or, or whatever else it is and, and and then you can see where they're from, you can see what, what they've studied, and then there's a quiz at the back, so you can, you know, test out uh, how much information, you know, you have absorbed from reading that chapter. Um, I wouldn't say it's a book where you have to start at the beginning and go to the end, although you can if you want, because I've written an introduction to each chapter that gives it a narrative arc. You can go in and and find out what you're interested in. Sometimes it's difficult for children to know what they're interested in. Maybe that's one of the known unknowns that we can address with this book. And just go for a wonder, like you're going into a whole new 
theme park. You know, imagine arriving at Disney World or something. Do you turn left or right? Do you go forwards or backwards? Do you go to, you know, do you go to Adventureland or you go to Fantasyland or whatever? You want to go to all of these places. But what are you really interested in? What rides do you really most enjoy? What gives you the biggest thrill? At the age of nine or ten, you don't really know. But what this can do is it can help you on that this journey of discovery because there are certain spread certain experts certain parts of history certain parts of science that will resonate with you in a way that you didn't expect or you didn't know and that can help guide you as to what difference you can make in the future to planet life and people amazing it's britannica's all new children's encyclopedia christopher thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it so that was a podcast from the children's radio station fun kids listen on dab digital radio across the uk or online at funkidslive.com 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist, and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.